Welcome to Chine Day's The Journey, conversations with publisher Chris Milligan. I am Bruce Totoris. With us is Francis Richard Connolly, creator of From JFK to 9-11, Everything is a Rich Man's Trick, the documentary that became a global phenomenon with over a billion views on the internet while being banned by the mainstream media. The new book version just became available on October 7th at trineday.com and wherever fine books are sold. Francis and Chris, it's great to be with you both. Bruce, I'm very glad that you've brought this up and you may even want to put this at the beginning. I would absolutely at this moment like to send out my greatest thanks to all those people who've put the most wonderful public comments on every version that there's been of the YouTube video online. Once those very intelligent and shrewd people saw that the ban was coming, men like Alexander Ravella, like Shane Seavey and many others, they saw the ban coming and they put pirate copies on, they, they, they made new copies. And those copies have been watched a hell of a lot and the public comments below them, as I say, are very wonderful, very heartwarming for me. And they all tend to say the same thing. They all tend to say, First of all, Mr. Connolly, you've changed my life. I've had that a million times. People writing to me saying, Mr. Connolly, your film woke me up. I didn't know what reality was, and now I do, and it's changed my entire outlook. And I'm going to go forward in a completely different way because of what I've learned from your movie. Thank you. And that's terrific. That's just what I wanted. That's how I wanted to, to change the world. And then below that, you always get the next million people saying, you know, this movie is so important. It's got to be seen by everybody in the world. It should be shown in every history class, in every history lesson, in every school, every college in, America, in the United States. It's so critical. We've got to make this happen. Did 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 So all I'm hoping is that all of those people and all of their friends and all of their friends who've written those kind of comments that it must be somewhere now between 100 and 200 million people who've seen the movie worldwide because people have written to me many times to say, Mr. Conley, I've seen your movie 10 times and I'm going to watch it an 11th, 12th, 13th time because there's so much in it to digest. I can't keep it all in my brain at the same time. I get that all the time. That is, that's the bog standard letter that I get all the time from the fans. And, you know, as, as I say, if all of those people, all I'm asking now is that they, could they be loyal to me for what I gave them for free? Could mm -hmm. they pay for the movie by buying the book? Because yeah. Yeah. If, yeah. if even half of them do, I'll have enough money then to get the movie distributed to incredibly you know, important markets. Like, you see, the Germans don't know anything about this. I mean, a lot of Germans speak English, but they don't know about this whole phenomenon of, of, of my book. The Italians don't know. And look how imp important there was a, a section, you know, about the Bologna bombing in, in Italy. The French don't know. And believe me, I think the French, God almighty, I actually think that the French uh, premier could fall if my film was available in French in France because of his, uh, you know, Emmanuel, you know, his, his connection with the Rothschilds. I honestly think that, you know, that he, that, that he might even fall if my movie was available in French in France. Thank you. Good evening. Good evening. And, and, and Francis, I really appreciate you coming on. You know, like I say, I, 
I ran across your uh, video online and I was quite impressed. And then I was, uh, you know, excited when you, you contacted me about, hey, you know, let's, let's make this into a book. And well, the name of this uh, podcast is called The Journey because as I found out after my daddy told me some stuff that I didn't understand and didn't believe uh, well over, Lord have mercy, 50 years ago, there is a journey that that you have to go through because as uh, you know Bruce wrote in his book you know you, you go to church and you go to school and you know they tell you things and then after a while you get out of school and you find out well there's some stuff that they didn't tell me and some of the stuff they told me was well kind of hinky <laughs> or something on you know and so I mean I had to go through you know I mean an amazing journey and I was very very lucky in that I had years to go through this journey, okay? And I, I went out, you know, and, and like I've, I've told the story many times, you know, I, I told somebody about, you know, what my daddy told me in some of my research, and they looked at me and said, well, you're a conspiracy theorist, you know? And this was in the early 1970s. And I says, well, what's a conspiracy theorist? And so I went, I, I took it on as an intellectual discipline and, and says, okay, what? what is a conspiracy theory you know and one thing i found very early on is that a conspiracy theory doesn't have to be true to be effective i like books and so i went to every bookstore i could find and i said take me to your conspiracy section and they they all at least had one book okay and so i started you know getting all these books and i started reading them and you know I can find a book that blames it all on the Jews. I can find a book that blames it all on the Mormons. I can find a book that blames it all on the Masons. Yeah. I can find a book that blames it all on the Zionists. I can find a book that blames it all on the labor unions, Who, whoever you want, you know? And so yeah. I figured, well, gosh, some of these are, are they're, they're like formula books, you know, designed to put people into corners and I don't like you and you don't like me, you know, and, and, and stuff like that. How I do research is I get a book and I look at its bibliography and, I get some of those books, read them, get in their bibliography, and soon I was away from the from the screeds, and I was into, you know, dusty books about banking and all this stuff, and the hardest thing for me to find was the books about secret societies and, and stuff like that, and when I finally came across Sutton's work in, in, in uh, 88, I said, oh, maybe my dad wasn't as nuts as I thought he was, you know, because, I mean, <laughs> I was starting to confirm a bunch of, uh, you know, of his, of his, what he was talking about and, and, and things, but it, it just, you know, it was hard to compute about, well, communism's all a sham. These same secret societies are behind it all. It's all a big game. That's a, that's a hard one to, to get through your noggin, you know? Yeah. So uh, I, I got to I gotta, uh, meet Anthony and stuff, and the internet came along. And one of the first things I did with the internet I took Anthony's books and, and a bunch of other books and scanned them and put them out on the internet, said, hey, you know, there's there's other information out there. And that's, you know, one thing that we're doing with the internet is we're learning things. And and then, like yeah. I say, this journey, you know, I've had a lot, very lucky in to be able to, you know, confront these, gosh, these people are killing people. Oh, gosh, this is going on. Oh, gosh. You know, so, uh, you know, I've had a long time and now, you know, people have this journey and, and it, it's being compressed into days, We, you know, a, a, a shorter time, but there's still all the, the pitfalls within this journey. 
there's just tons of pitfalls within this journey because they'd like you to jump off the cliff and say, well, it's all that and all kinds of stuff like that. And it's just, it's, it's one thing I found it, it's a, it's a very nuanced, they're very, they're very tricky folks and they, they will, you know, they, they play people into a corner so that they have to go along with them. And, and, and they, they get people to think that they're even carrying water for them when they, they aren't carrying water for the deed, they're carrying water for the mud, you know? So it's, it's just a very, uh, it's big, Chris. <laughs> yes. So, so what, what was your journey? You know, what was your journey from this, you know, uh, a kid in, in, in England to, you know, producing a JFK to nine 11, everything is a rich man's trick, you know, this, this <laughs> big band video, what, you know, how, how did you become such a bad boy? <laughs> Gosh, is that how the world sees me? <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the most important thing people ever have to understand about me is that I, I, I always knew I was an artist, but, you know, and I think I would say everybody has some moment that they is burned into their head when they're a, a child. They were attacked by a dog or there was one day when their daddy hit them and they didn't think it was fair because they'd done nothing and it really upset them terribly or that everybody's got a, a moment i find in their childhood that, that's some big event that they remember and it really affected them really sort of marked them uh for forever with me it was the the kennedy assassination as i've tried to relate um i don't think modern people in this cynical age that we live in can have any appreciation of how much people cared about Kennedy. As I was growing up, I, I realized the reverence and the, the feeling that there was for this, this young man who represented uh, a beacon of hope to the entire world. And you've got to remember the years of austerity, the, the war and the war effects were just ending. I was very lucky in, in, in that regard, Chris. There was still an awful lot of privation and sort of, oh, should I say, bareness of existence in, in the 1950s. The world was still recovering. Uh, and, and because of that, people, you know, still felt frightened. The, the, the big topic of conversation amongst all adults when I was growing up was, is there going to be a third world war? They never seemed to talk about anything else. And, and, if, and if there is, do we get the do, do we get the nuclear missiles this time? Is it the end of humanity? I mean, can you imagine growing up with that? You know, today's kids have still got it in a way, but but because of the as I say the privation and the fact that so many people had nothing, it was much more keenly felt. And here's this beacon of hope, this you know attractive young man who seemed to represent the modern world, the first president to fly around in a jet. And, you know, it looks like humanity is taking off together. We've, we've had these terrible world wars. We've had all this brutality. We've had all this death and all, you know, genocide with the Holocaust. But that's all going to be the past because, you know, we've got this amazing young man who's leading America, leading the USA, strongest force in the world. And boom, it's wiped out. Just like that. All of that hope was was wiped out and you could feel it in the community that i grew up in it was like you know we had all these dreams and they've all been taken away so that 
was why the Kennedy assassination became part of the fabric of my skin or, 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 or something. It, start, it's, it, it just planted a seed. And the journey, as, as, uh, which, you know, as I say, you want me to, to describe, was, you know, it really was from, from that moment on. It, it never let go of me all the way through school, all the way through going to university, all the way through becoming a man and, and all of that, you know, getting to know women. It, it never let go of me. It was, it was always at the back of my mind, always something that I wanted to, to study, something that I, I wanted to learn the truth about. And I, I just felt that I had something in myself, a, a unique approach, a, a, a unique way of looking at things um, that might someday be valuable in the way that, that I was uh, trying to find out about, about Kennedy. And thank heaven it, it, it turned out to be the case. Um, is, that, is that too immodest? <laughs> uh, no, I mean, uh, it's, you know, like myself, I mean, I was uh, in junior high school when, when Kennedy was shot. And, yeah. and you know, they uh, um, put me on the street selling uh, newspapers, you yeah. know, and, and, and obviously it's very traumatic. And, and, you know, that's part of my understanding about uh, the whole operation, because JFK wasn't uh, just killed because some uh, people got upset after he was elected and they decided to uh, do it, uh, you know, as far as my research and my looking at it, it was a very um, well thought out operation that was uh, uh, um, uh, at its core, uh, a, a magical act. Uh, you, you kill the king, you kill the king and you take his power. You, you, do, his it, power. Uh, you do it on Bloody Elm Street. You, you do it on a, on, a, on a day that is significant in, in numerology, 11 slash 22, in classical numerology, 11 and 22 mean mastery and super mastery. So if, if you kill the king um, uh, on that day and everybody knows that you got done with it and you, you, you flat, well, you know, you, they, we become, you know, if, if they're the masters, uh, then, then we're the slaves. And then also it has to do with a, a particular day that's uh, uh, a date that has something to do with the British royalty killing that uh, we're, we're learning about in, in, in Valediction and also yeah. in uh, uh, Sarah Whalen's book uh, about yeah. uh, royal, royal Vengeance. And so one thing I also liked about your, uh, your video and, and your book is, you know, um, you say JFK to 9-11, to okay? And, and uh, on 9-11, uh, I was uh, running uh, uh, CIA drugs uh, email list. As soon as it happened, uh, the, basically, the, the word went out, okay, everybody start your, your VCRs. And, and here was a bunch of people that we were all very good at deconstructing government lies. And so we could uh, see through the whole thing. And then, uh, you know, they, they tried oh, to man. do a, a psyops in, in this uh, uh, email yeah. list and, 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 you know, also started uh, putting a, bop, a bunch of the, uh, you know, there was no plane in, in, in D.C., no plane in, in New York, you know, and, and, and the Jews did it all, you know, and, and how they control all these things is they try and make them a little bit more outrageous and then throw these in there and people start fighting each other. And, you know, I, I'd go to these meetings, I'd see, you know, people would get disgusted and they'd go they'd go leave and everything. But but 9-11 was, you know, was kind of they were kind of trying to shut the door. OK. JFK was was the opening act 
of, of, of this infiltration and this destruction of our, of our Republic. And then 9-11 was, they were, they were looking to, to slam the door. But, you know, part of the problem has been that when they do their psychological warfare, sometimes, you know, it works pretty good. Sometimes uh, us people are too stiff necked and it, and it doesn't work. And so uh, they're off their timelines a little bit. And, and one thing that, that's going on too is see us boomers, okay, all, all around the world, okay, we're affected by this trauma of the JFK assassination and, and we weren't supposed to cohere, okay, but we did cohere. And out of that cohesion came the internet and the personal computer. And those are the tools that all of us together are using to fight this corruption because the yep. personal computer allows me to be a publisher, allows you to be a movie producer, okay? And the internet allows us to, to talk to each other and, and, and get it. these things out there. Knock on wood, I really hope, you know, that uh, people read your book and, and you know, and, and, and you know, and, and we, we get a better world for our children. Lord have mercy. They, they deserve it. Well, Chris, I, I, you know, I'm going to say something important here, because honestly, I think that your efforts are saving lives right now. Thank you. Really? What, what, you know, what, what's the solution? I mean, we can all, we can all, we can all say that uh, this isn't a nice world. Uh, things aren't happening uh, the way that they should. Okay. How do we get from here to there? Well, if there is the, uh, you know, as a, a civilized world, um, I think, Chris, that um, right at this moment, the thing that I would like to see most is for people everywhere to scroll on walls. If, if, if anybody's got a printing business, just make a, a little bit of paper that you can put it up high somewhere next to a railway station or a bus station, somewhere where the police can't just scratch it off straight away, put it on social media, absolutely anywhere that anyone can see it. To, just to say, Prince Andrew must testify. That's all. That's not a rude slogan. It's not a call to arms. It's, it's nothing that any decent man shouldn't support. But the feeling that I get is that in America, you're hearing less about this than, than we are. I'm not particularly certain myself about Twitter and the use of Facebook and, and you know how much good you can do with social media like that. But um, I was noticing in the last few weeks that all of this uh, news about Ghislaine Maxwell, which was unremitting, every day there was another story about the food in her cell, the toilets in her cell, her hair's falling out, she's losing weight, she's doing this, she's doing that. Is she going to, you know, testify? Is she going to bring this big fat cat down? Is she going to bring that fat cat down? Da -da 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 on and on and on every single day. And I believe me, I, you know, this is something I don't tell lies about. I have checked this absolutely every single day. The news about her, the news about Prince Andrew, that's the first thing I've looked at every morning for as long as I can remember. Suddenly, bam, she's out of the news. I haven't heard a dicky bird about her. The news about her has just gone. You know, I've, I've put it on, on Facebook for the first time as a, as a public comment, you know, to say to people, have you noticed this? And why should it be? I think that they might be getting ready 
to rub her out. And I don't necessarily mean physically. There has never been proof, not for one second, that she is incarcerated in the MDC. Not one shred of proof. Well, what's the big problem? What's the big deal? Why can't we have that with Ghislaine Maxwell? What do we get with her? We get a couple of cartoon drawings. And that's all. We don't get an arrest video. Jeffrey Epstein had his mugshot. Why can't she have a mugshot? She never had one. And many, many American researchers, when she first went into uh, prison, tried that website that shows you who's banged up in America. And after, even after weeks, there was still no uh, prison number for her. There was after I checked. Once I checked, yeah, they'd, they'd done it by then. But they have never offered any proof, not for one second, that Ghislaine Maxwell is, incar is incarcerated. And I think that it's likely that they're about to do another Jeffrey Epstein. And, and, and you know, I don't believe that he was murdered. I, I, I don't believe that. I think they just dug him out of there. All the pictures of the corpse that you know, look, look like him at, at, at all. So I don't believe, I believe personally Je Jeffrey Epstein's still alive. The Prince Andrew got him out of there. They'll have discussed this at the CIA. They'll have discussed this in MI5 headquarters ad nauseam over the last few months. There is simply no way that they can have a witness who could put every single fat cat in the world behind bars for child rape. They, they just cannot have that. They've got to do something somehow. So even though I think it'll cause the biggest stink of, of all time, they somehow have got to close this, uh, you know, Ghislaine Maxwell thing down. Now, there is nothing that would delight me more than to turn on my TV in, in November and see Ghislaine Maxwell, just like O.J. Simpson, on trial, about to be asked about, you know, Bill Clinton and Trump and Prince Andrew and all, and all the rest of it. But I don't think it's going to happen. You know, looking at what she could do to the political world with words out of her own mouth, I think she's hiding in Israel. That's my belief about it. it makes sense. She's connected to Mossad. That's where I think she is. You know, I just don't think that that uh, trial is... It, they, they can't let it happen. They can't let it happen. So I think that they, they're going to rub her out of history somehow. That I hope that the fact that I've said this now is, is going to stop them. Uh, you know, I, I hope it's going to pile more pressure on them because, uh, it, you know, all of a sudden the, the, the news about her is gone. And, you know, and I've, I've tried to, to use Facebook today to, uh, to say that. Yeah, it, 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 it's, it's about control. And, uh, you know, I mean, look at the uh, level of uh, pedophilic bullshit um, that has happened over uh, the years and, you know, and years and years, I mean, um, both in, in the United States and in, in England, I mean, you had, you know, uh, Jimmy Savile, uh, you know, having a run of uh, decades exactly. and, and, and stuff. And I mean, we're the main publisher of, of information about uh, pedophilic activity and about uh, blackmail activity uh, through the FBI. And, and through the intelligence services. And I mean, and we have over, it's now it's up to about 150 books and you know, we, we don't have a, a Wikipedia page, okay? I remember talking with uh, Jesse uh, Ventura uh, when he was doing uh, his uh, show Conspiracy Theory on, on TV. 
And the only directive uh, that he got was that he couldn't uh, talk about uh, pedophilia. And then also, I, you know, I've, I've, I've worked with, uh, you know, coast to coast uh, for, wow. for many, many years. And we have never been able uh, to get one of our authors, uh, such as uh, Nick Bryant or, or, you know, the people that, that talk about the, the pedophilia, because it's a, it's a very protected um, uh, thing. Because, you know, when I look at the secret societies, okay, I mean, one thing that we find, we find that this multi-generational um, uh, goes into other areas uh, where you have multi-generational activity. And, and it, one thing you have in pedophilia is you have multi-generational activity, okay? Yeah. Another thing in the occult, you have multi-generational activity, yeah. okay? And so, and then you have the secret societies where you have multi-generational activity. And then, you know, you look at the uh, secret societies, okay, we've got Skull and Bones, and then, okay, we've got the Bilderberg uh, Society, okay, right, right, started in 1954 by a guy who was a uh, Nazi officer. And, and within that uh, organization, you have the royals. I mean, what are, what are the royals doing in there? Okay. And, and you have the, the, the leaders of, of all the uh, uh, you know, the big companies and, and uh, you know, Steven Spielberg. Uh, and a bunch of, uh, you know, uh, top, top politicians. Okay. Uh, you know, and so it, it seems quite obvious. Okay. Some elite through the secret societies are orchestrating uh, uh, events here. Okay. Uh, to their own advantage. And, and, and part of those events is the um, rape of, uh, of children. Of children. You know. And uh, it, it, it should be stopped. Absolutely, it should be. You know, and so it has uh, to be. Uh, and, and basically, they are using secrecy to continue into in their power. Okay. Exactly. And, but uh, you know, they use uh, their base in intelligence to be able to look at everybody else while shielding their own secrets. Exactly. How do we stop that? <laughs> 